All right, guys, we are live, and I'm excited. And if my guest is on the line, go ahead and just say, yes, I'm here. Yes, I'm here. <laughs> awesome. So, you know, I'm extremely excited today um, for our battle mastermind. Uh, my guest today is, you know, just an amazing guy. I've, I've been watching this individual since I first got started online. We'll probably talk a little bit about that. Um, you know, a multiple seven-figure earner in network marketing, um, which is why one of the reasons why I truly respect this individual, an amazing speaker, coach, trainer, um, you know, has released several products in the industry, and uh, is definitely someone you want to connect with um, if you are, um, you know, a professional in this industry. So I just want to give a warm welcome to my friend and amazing guy, Mr. Todd Falcone. What's going on, my friend? Vince, what's happening, my friend? Good morning to you. I am pumped, dude, and I just want to let you know you're in the battle zone. Um, this is where we keep it real, and anything goes. And if you make it out alive, um, you're going to be awesome. So I hope you're ready. <laughs> you ready? I'm ready. All right, man. So why don't you just quickly just tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into the industry, and then we'll kind of start with uh, the questions. And for those of you guys who are listening to the Battle Mastermind for the first time, the way this works is we just go back and forth and we treat this like you're a fly on the wall just listening to us mastermind about our businesses. I'm going to ask Todd a question. He's going to ask me a question to help his business, and we're going to go back and forth, and uh, it's going to be fun. So, Todd, tell us a little bit about yourself and, you know, um, how you actually got involved in, you know, the home-based business industry. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, for the last 13 years, I've been speaking, teaching, training on the subject of uh, network marketing and direct selling success. Uh, that's what my life has been engulfed with for at least the last 13 years. Uh, I started in network marketing 25 years ago. I was actually going to uh, Long Beach State. I was getting ready to graduate out of the marketing department and looking for a job. And some guy called me out of the blue, and he said, hey, I'm with Orange County Marketing. We're looking for people that can train and manage others in the expansion of our company. We want to talk to you. That was basically the script he used. I remember it vividly because it was life-changing for me. And I went down to Irvine, California, and went to what I thought was an interview, and it was a business opportunity for for a company called NSA, didn't know what MLM was, what direct selling, even what an entrepreneur was. And I looked at it and went, oh, wait a minute, hold up. I mean, we can sell this product and make some money, and then I can build a team of people, and they sell the product, and I make a percentage off of everything they do. What's not to like about that? So, you know, I started my career a long time ago, August of 1989, struggled the first couple of years. Uh, and, you know, fast forward, I've, you know, I've been in about six companies over the last 25 years that I've gotten to in excess of six figures in, in, in commissions. And 13 years ago, I had a company that I'd spent 11, with, 11 years with that went out of business. And somebody asked me to speak at an event, and I said, sure, I'll, I'll try that. And, you know, now that's what I do. In fact, I fly out of here first thing tomorrow morning to South Africa to do a two-day event. Then I fly up to Finland and do an event in Estonia and Sweden, and I'll be back in two weeks. So that's it in a nutshell. Wow, man, that's awesome. And, you know, kind of side note, when you got started, did you ever think that, would, you know, you'd be a speaker? I mean, isn't that crazy how kind of the industry kind of shifts and just takes you where it wants you to go? So was that something you thought yeah. about when you got started? No, never part of the plan. I never thought, I mean, I didn't even like being on stage. So uh, I never thought I'd be a speaker. Uh, it's just, you know, that door opened up. Somebody invited me in. I wasn't, it wasn't like I'm going to be a speaker someday. Somebody just said, hey, can you come and speak at my event? in San Francisco, and I was like, what do you want me to talk about? He said, just come and talk about prospecting, recruiting, how you build your business. I'm like, all right. And, um, you know, somebody invited me from another event and another event, and then it's like one thing led to another, and, and I just embraced the whole thing, and 13, like I said, 13 years later, still doing it. 
Awesome, man. All right, well, let's get into the battle. And I, I got my first question ready for you. And it's actually, I, have a, I kind of cheat. I actually asked two questions to your one. So, um, <laughs> but I guess That's I can cool. do that yeah. on this show. So the first thing I want to tell you is like, you know, my wife, I think I, I may have told you this, you know, I don't know if there's like a secret crush going on, but she's all, you know, the first time she, she saw you on, on um, stage, I actually was watching, I'm not sure what I was watching, but somehow I saw some um, something you were speaking at, and I had the audio or the video of that. And we were watching it, and you were using a lot of humor, and she was just cracking up laughing, and I caught myself looking at him like, I mean, he's really not that funny, is he? You know, I was getting a little jealous. And, uh, you know, all the time she's like, what's up with the funny guy? What's Todd Falcone doing? Like, she, like, literally remembers you. Um, and, I mean, I'm always watching training, but you come up all the time as the funny guy and the guy who really, she was like, if I was, you know, I just like the way he, you know, shares his information on stage, uses a lot of humor, and, you know, it's funny. Like, so my question for you first was using humor. I mean, is this, do you use the human strategy? Is that natural for you? Is that like a plan? Because, I mean, it's definitely, you know, one of the things that when I think of you, I, I don't think of humor and like I'm, we're laughing at you, but it's just amazing how you use the humor to connect with people. So that was a question I always wanted to ask you. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, honestly, I'm naturally kind of a funny guy. I'm a goofball. I'm always making my friends laugh. I'm pushing buttons. I'm stirring the pot. That's just kind of who I am as a human being. When I started speaking, honestly, I wasn't that funny because I was so focused on just trying to get content out because I'm new to this whole thing. And then the more I spoke, uh, the more comfortable I got on stage, and it enabled me to just more be myself on stage and just be a goofball. And there's so much, you know, the other part of it is, it's really easy for me to throw out humor about network marketing and entrepreneurship because I've been in it for so long. So I've seen all the crazy, weird, goofball-y stuff that goes on, and, and I can crack jokes about it. So and now, yes, it is very strategic. So I know what, in fact, I have my routine. So if I'm making a specific point on this or a specific point on that, there's a, there's a story that goes around that, that making those points on stage. And typically, not always, but typically, um, there's humor layered into that story. So I definitely do it. It's on purpose. It's not an accident at this point. Awesome. And do you think, and I think what I take from that is be yourself, right? I mean, if you have people that are naturally funny, you don't have to get up there and now turn into this like scripted guy who's just, you know, serious all the time. I think that people can definitely learn from that. All right. So and the opposite and the opposite of that is, if, if, I mean, just if somebody's thinking about being a speaker, if you're not funny and you're just never like a funny person, don't try to be funny because it's not going to work out for you. Absolutely. And I've definitely seen that before where someone cracks a joke and everyone just kind of sits there, not real cool. <laughs> so, all right, so I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give one more for you because I know we don't have you for a long time and then you can fire away at me. And this is uh, for that person who's been in the industry a while. I mean, you obviously have experience. And let's say you've been in one company. You've exhausted your warm market to the first company you were in and you called everyone in your phone, and now you found something else, and you're committed to it, how do you um, – what do you do? Like, how do you – do you go back after the old one market, even though you called them before on the other one? Like, what's the plan? How would I engage with even my old team that, you know, I left with? Is there a plan or strategy for someone who's in that situation? Yeah, I think so, and it also depends on what you did and how you did it in the first deal. I mean, if you busted it really hard and, and you were totally focused and committed, but unfortunately the company made some stupid decisions and, and they were legitimately bad decisions and they went out of business or something something caused you to go, okay, I'm done, I'm out of here, then you can go back to those people. And, I mean, they're your, friend, they're, they're your friends, you have a relationship with them. I have no problem going back to a person. Listen, I just 
I wanted to let you know about something new I'm doing. If every six months it's something new you're doing, six months no, something new you're doing, a new you're doing, a new you're doing, that's not going to work out so well for you. But I think your friends are going to give you a break if it's like, hey, something might have happened, uh, and we don't have control over corporate decision-making. So, yeah, I mean, I got no problem going back to those people. And, and uh, honesty is the best thing that you can do. Just tell the truth. Say, listen, let me tell you what happened with this other company. Uh, we're making a, a switch. We're segueing into this new thing. We think it's going to be pretty big. I want to at least give you an opportunity to take a peek at it and be one of the first one of my buddies that I show this to because I have a lot of respect for you or however you're going to say that to that person. But, uh, you know, that's for somebody who's serious. If, if some, I do see a lot of people that go from one deal to the next to the next, and it's like every couple months. And then finally, your friends are like, dude, um, when are you going to finally settle down? Because this is company number six in five days, you know? It's not good. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so I guess it's okay if you're not jumping around, you just, you know, to be honest and just tell people what you're doing. And, and uh, you know, some people obviously are going to take you up on it, some won't, and that's okay. But um, you, you can feel safe going back to people who you've connected with, um, and that, that's awesome. All right, so your turn. Did you have a specific question for me um, that I could particularly yeah. help you out with? I do, right. I do too. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're, okay, so you're the traffic guy, right? Um, you Absolutely. Know, you know what I do. Uh, what suggestion would you have for me about generating traffic specifically for ToddFalcone.com? And what I do with my speaking and seminar business. I mean, if you're going to say, listen, here are my top two things that I would do to make sure you're generating more traffic and more leads for your business, these are it. Okay, well, the first thing I would say, what are you the most comfortable with? Um, are you, well, first of all, are you spending money on any type of advertising now? Uh, are you doing, yes, or, no, most, I mean, right now, this very second, no, but uh, most of the year I am. And I go in waves okay. on spending money, and then the advertising gets turned off. Most of the advertising I've been doing has been on Facebook. Okay. Cool. So the reason I ask you that is I always want to get what you're most comfortable with. I mean, a lot of the trainers and coaches, they, they're like, you know, specialize in one type of traffic method, and, you know, and I'm, I pride myself on being really, really good at a lot of them. So the first thing I do is figure out what you're most comfortable with. So it sounds like Facebook. And um, are you putting out content consistently, videos, articles, blogs, anything like that? All the time. Okay. So the first thing I would do for you is you know, what people often try to do with marketing is they try to go after people on the outside. And what I mean by that is that people outside of your circle, instead of focusing on your current circle, which is pretty awesome. I mean, you've got a huge following. So the first thing I would do is put some type of retargeting or tracking pixel on all of your content. And I would email my list for a few days building that custom audience. And then from there, what I would do is just promote my content to that audience with strategic copy to say, hey, share this or like this if you got value. And then that's going to naturally build your list without you having to do anything, and it's going to keep your cost per click down in the beginning. And um, obviously help your content go more viral, and as more people get to your content or your capture pages or your blogs or your videos, you're going to give them a strong call to action to opt in, and you're going to build your list naturally that way. So I guess my point is leverage what you currently have to explode um, you know, your business versus focusing, oh, I've got to go way outside. You'll be able to spend pennies um, to do that right off the bat, and you'll actually grow a lot faster. So that would be my advice to you. So to my existing audience, be marketing to my existing audience and their circles rather than outside of those circles. Yeah. So, like, for example, let's say your next blog post. Um, you could create a custom audience in Facebook, and it sounds crazy. If you don't know how to do it, you know, you can call me. I can show you how to set this up. And uh, email your list, 
put it on your fan page, promote the post to that content. And then when every person that hits that piece of content, you're going to build an audience. So then the next time you do a post, you're going to market that post to everyone that hit the first post that you did to that audience. So you're only marketing the people who are viewing your content. But, you're going to, but in the copy of the ad, you're going to tell them to comment or like or, or communicate if you got value from this. And by them just doing that, all of their friends and followers are going to connect with it and now be part of that audience. So when you market the next time, you're marketing to a bigger list. And if your content is what I'm assuming it is, when they get there, there's ways for them to connect with you, buy your products, um, opt into your page, your list is going to naturally grow. So, you know, back in the day when we got started, it was all about our email list. Right now, today, it's just all about a list. It doesn't matter if it's your email list, your Facebook followers, your Twitter followers. Now, naturally, you want to get them to your list because you own that asset. But if you have the ability to make it to where anytime anyone sees anything that you have to offer, you can build an audience and market specifically to them, your cost is a lot lower and you're going to be extremely effective. And I think that's the difference between my marketing. I don't really even focus on anyone outside of my circle. My circle creates my outer circle, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it totally makes sense. Absolutely. So, um, because, you know, especially with social media, I tell people all the time, people don't go on Facebook and Twitter to buy. Like, when I woke, did you wake up this morning and say, I'm going to go on Facebook and buy something or Twitter? That people buy from people they know, like, and trust. So why would I spend my time advertising to people who don't even know me? Um, you know, we, we talk about, with network marketing, talking to friends and family because they know, like, and trust us. So why would I do it any differently on the Internet? So that's, that's what I would, would say to you. So, so quick, quick secondary question to that. So I've got about 95,000 followers on Facebook. Just, dude, just 95,000. And you call yourself a serious marketer. <laughs> I'm working. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you would have said 100,000, Todd. I would have been like, okay, you're actually doing some work. But 95,000, I don't know. A couple months. Yeah. So in marketing to those people, I would be marketing actually to that 95,000 list, not to an outer circle of people that are not yet connected to Todd Falcone Network Marketing Mastery on my on my Facebook okay. page. So I'm totally marketing to that circle of people that exactly. already know who I am. Very simple. So when you set up your ad, you just target your fans. So now all yeah. of your fans are seeing your content. And you're going to see – I mean, you could – for. 50 bucks, I mean, you're going to reach all, most of your fans. You know, the thing with Facebook is they make you pay to play, and people go, oh, gosh, they're making you pay to play, and, it, and people don't think about what is Facebook. Like, it's a social media site designed for people to talk about what they ate for dinner and who's playing in the game, not for you to sell your product. So if every person that had a fan page got a like, and every time they posted it, that showed up in that person's news feed, you would never see what Aunt Betty was saying about what she did that day in your news feed. So that's why Facebook makes you pay to play, and that's good for marketers. People think it's bad. It's a good thing. So if, you're commu- if you communicate to your audience, you will absolutely explode your audience because no one else is doing that. They're always trying to go outside, and they're getting clicks and likes, and they're getting all this stuff. Oh, I got all these clicks. Well, how many sales did you make? No one bought because none of those people knew you. You know what I mean? So um, that's what I would do. Just focus on your fans. Excellent. Appreciate that. Awesome, man. All right, my turn. Did that, did that help? Did you get value from that? Yeah, I did. Absolutely. Awesome, man. All right, so my turn. Let's see here. I got a few of them here on the board. All right. Um, okay, so what should I focus on first when I have a team? So I've built a team. I've got a few people in my network marketing business. Um, you know, let's say I'm a person that could consistently bring in one or two people a month. I'm not like a super recruiter, but I've got a team. 
And, I'm, you know, I think everyone has that gut feeling when they know momentum is slow and the person that you brought in isn't doing well, you're worried they're going to cancel. What do you focus on? Do you focus on recruiting new people or do you focus on figuring out new ways to help your team build? I would say twofold. Yes, I'm always recruiting, always leading by example, always finding the, the, the next new, you know, talented person that's going to go do something. But at the same time, I focus on, in my organization, who's doing, who's active, who's recruiting. I don't care where they are. They could be – one of the things I teach people to do is look through your genealogy every month and, and like, who's, who is, who's active, who's promoting, who spouts to the few people, even if they're on your fifth level, sixth level. But you don't even know who they are yet, maybe. And you pick up the phone and you engage with those people because most of your – by the way, most of your leadership is going to be found in depth. So I'm always looking for pockets of activity within the organization, no matter where it is. Um, so, yes, I'm focusing on recruiting new people. Uh, if I have nobody that's doing anything at all and I have a bunch of deadbeats on my front level and within my organization not one person is active, then I have to go sponsor somebody and find somebody who's going to be active. There's a, there's a phrase I learned a long time ago. I've lived by it. I think it works. Uh, you work where you're deserved, not where you're needed. So you got somebody who's in, who's producing, you attach yourself to that person, you help them, you work with them, you focus on that person. You don't throw a person out who goes and go, hey, go ahead, go, 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 go make me some money, because they're going to get slaughtered. They're going to get handed. If you go hand them to the wolves, they will get eaten. So we gotta we got to go work with somebody to a point where they can't go anywhere because they're so strong, they're so secure, they're so confident in what they're doing. They've got so much success going on, so much momentum that they can't leave. They can't afford to quit. But it takes uh, you know, you working with that person to help them get to that point. And even when they get to that point, you're still going to maintain focus on them because it's part of your organization. It's your profit leg. You've got to focus and pay attention to what's happening in your backyard and your downline. You know, I've never really thought about what you just said. Um, and what you just said to me really, you know, expresses why network marketing, in my opinion, is just better, a better option than a lot of things. And I mean, you can go five, six, seven, whatever, you know, lengths deep into your, um, you know, to your team and help that individual, and it's still going to benefit you and them and the person that was above them and the person that was above them and the person that was above them. And that's awesome if you really think about it. And I don't think a lot of people have that in their mind. At least I didn't. I'll be, I'll be completely honest. And I've built – to you know, pretty large organizations in network marketing, and I was really focused on the person that I brought in, and I was really focused on teaching them how to create massive duplication, but I never really reached a lot deeper than that. Um, the only thing I would do is have webinars where the entire team could bring people on, and I guess that's reaching deeper, but never on a personal level. So I think that's something that a lot of people should, couldn't think about is doing that, it would, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just kind of rambling, thinking out loud. But I think that's extremely powerful. Um, yeah, most people, most people don't do it. They don't. They don't. They just. They're not taught to do it. They don't. They sponsor their person. They work. You know, maybe they might know their person sponsor people, but they're thinking, okay, it's your responsibility to take care of that person, which kind of is. But at the same time, I'm the one leading the group. So if I see some guy on my fourth level, I'm like, who is this dude? He sponsored 26 people in the last three months. I don't even know who the guy is. I'm going to pick up the phone and say, hey, Bob, Todd Falcone, listen, I'm upline from, from you and the organization. I want to say hi, introduce myself to you. If there's any way I can serve you, work with you, help you, I'd love to help out. I mean, I see you're already active. Because I can't, I don't know that, that his or her sponsor 
uh, is actually doing something to work with them, they might be going, oh, I don't, what the hell am I going to do with this guy? i got to let him go, leave him, leave him be. I don't want to leave them be. I don't want to interrupt their productivity. But I'm also, you know, I, I, who knows? They might need some help. And I, I'll tell you right now, again, most of your most of your leadership is going to be found in depth, and that is a fact. But you have to look for it. That's awesome. That's awesome. And then, are you like, what is something extra that you can do for them? Like, are we, I mean, like, do you have them? Are you like meeting with just leaders? You know, you know, throughout the year. Are you flying out to them? Like, what should a person do? Like, you see someone that has talent and, and is, is a strong marketer, recruiter, um, building a good team. Is there anything extra, like, that just that a person can do that would separate them from other reps and distributors out there? Uh, for me, like, if I'm working with uh, Gordon in Hawaii, and I go, and Gordon is crushing it, uh, I want to do everything I can to support Gordon. So that involves potentially flying out and doing meetings for him, uh, financial support. I'm not going to go pay for him to do his deal, but if he's doing a, a big meeting, he's putting something on, and I'm the one who's got the bigger check, and this is the guy who's growing and burgeoning in my organization, for me to throw a 1000 bucks at helping him put put an event together or help him, help him uh, with, with supplies or whatever, I mean, this is a business. Some people don't realize that investing back in your business is, a, is an important thing. And Honestly, most of the bigger producers that I know, uh, they put back into their business, you know, you get your check, you're, you're actually reinvesting like most successful businesses do. Most successful businesses will reinvest profits into their business to create more profit. So maybe it's a, me flying out. Maybe it's me doing webinars for him or her. Maybe it's giving some financial support for a meeting. Maybe it's, hey, a key person that we're – flying into corporate, and, and I'm going, hey, no problem. I'll take care of her airfare for her to come out and see corporate. It's not going to be some random thing that I'm, I'm going to pay for some person, but it may be somebody who we already know and identified, hey, this is a person that's worth investing 500 bucks in that, that, that individual's airfare to have them come out and see corporate office and meet with us and take a look at the opportunity. That's awesome. And people will remember that, and that's the cool thing. Like People definitely remember those little things that um, – you know, just doing the thing that the average person isn't willing to do. All right, your turn. Did you have a quick question for me? And then we can definitely yeah. – I got one more for you, and then we'll let you out of here. I know you I have do. a meeting to get to. What, All right. What's up with Google – what's up with the Google Slap? Can I, can I, as a network marketing trainer, not marketing an opportunity, but as a network marketing trainer, coach, speaker, effectively utilize Google AdWords to generate traffic so I'm not just Facebook-only advertising? Okay, well, I personally don't do a lot of Google AdWords marketing because obviously in my space I'd get kicked off in a second, but I do a lot of YouTube ads, which is now part of, of, uh, of uh, Google AdWords. Um, with Google now, there's um, different things that you can use to make sure that your site is Google compliant. As long as your website is Google compliant, um, you can actually have back-and-forth dialogue with Google before you even place an ad. Um, I would have your team reach out to them and do that and make sure your site is Google compliant. Then you have no problem promoting your services, especially as a coach or trainer in that space. Um, you can get back on. But for me, I don't really mess around with with AdWords uh, because if that gets shut down, then what I do a lot of, I do a lot of more, more video marketing than I do driving traffic from search on on um, Google AdWords. Um, to, to capture pages, I don't really do that as much anymore. I'm more of a content. I consider myself more of a content marketer now, with because I use I utilize a lot of the stuff that I just shared with you. 
Um, but yes, you can get back on AdWords. You just have to make sure that your site is Google compliant. And if you're just offering coaching and training and you're marketing keywords specifically for that, you should have no problem. And they'll give you the okay before you get going. I mean, we've our site, like a couple of our sites, we've done that, but we've just I've just never done it. Maybe it's me being paranoid, but um, in fact, we found that you know most of the search traffic, um, you know, with YouTube, they, it displays in Google. So we get the same thing. So like if I'm doing video ads on certain keywords, you could actually click to have the, the videos display on the search inside of the Google Display Network as well. And because I've got, you know, we're compliant there and, and I'm only providing content, I feel safer doing it that way. So that's kind of a long-winded answer, but hopefully that kind of helps you out. Yeah, it does. I appreciate that. Awesome, man. All right, so – I've got one more thing for you, and then we'll let you out of here. I know you have an, a, an appointment. So talk to that person that's just getting started, um, you know, paid to get in the business, doesn't have a lot of money, and they've got doubt. Their, friend, their family's telling them it's a scam. Um, their friend and the, fam, the husband or the wife isn't supportive. What mindset can you what – should what should that person do from a mental perspective and from an action-taking perspective, what would be the thing you would tell? So, like, someone calls you right now, hey, my family hates me, my husband wants to leave me, I don't have a lot of money, I joined this business, but I want to do it. Like, what do you tell that person? Because the reason I'm asking, I actually had a person message something like that to me, and I was just like, I, I had no real answer for them. I said, you just got to keep getting better. I mean, so I was like, there's got to be a better answer for that. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, if... if, if and that, that is, I mean, honestly, that happens all the time. Your friends make you out. You know, they're like, what are you doing? What are you involved in? You're silly. You're stupid. That's a scam. They don't, they just, you know, they don't know. I mean, sometimes it's coming from their own fears, and sometimes, sometimes it's coming from their, you know, just uh, being ignorant, not even knowing what network marketing or direct selling is. You know, if somebody's saying, you know, my spouse is going to leave me, my first thing is you can go have a conversation with your spouse. I mean, I don't think it said, you know, better or worse, sickness and health, unless you do an MLM deal. I, I mean, you know, so I think there needs to have to be a conversation that person has to have. Uh, and I'm not going to get in the middle of, like, the, the, the marital situation. But as far as, like, mind, you know, working on a mindset and, and gathering somebody's support when they're not being supportive, I mean, the best thing somebody can do to put themselves into a success consciousness is, like, who are you hanging out with? Who are you spending your time with? Are you investing your time with people that are lifting you up and supporting you or that you're spending all your free time with people like that that are putting you down and calling you stupid and crazy and, and why are you doing one of those things? So I spend less time with those types of people and more time with individuals that are lifting me up. Uh, what you read, how you feel about yourself, I think exercise is important. Uh, you know, if, if you feel like crap, you look at yourself in the mirror naked and you don't like the way you look, I mean, that's not going to be very good for your self-esteem and your self-worth. So that's something you can work on to make you – I mean, look, if you've been totally ripped and fit and you look at yourself in the mirror, like, Mike, I feel great versus you're, you're fat and chunky and I've been I've been both. Um, when I'm fat and chunky, I don't, it doesn't feel good. My self-esteem isn't there. So, you know, how you – your exercise routine, your fitness routine, your eating routine, your personal development routine, who you're surrounding yourself with, what you're reading, how you're – you know, where are you spending your time uh, and effort and energy, and then – you know, the other part of it is, like, if you want to shut people up, then go take some action. There's no, nothing, there's no better revenge than success. So, you, you know, fine, my friends want to be all negative and nasty. They're not, and they're not being a good friend and being supportive. 
So I'm going to just kind of drop it with you because I'm sick of you, you know, just being an idiot. So I'm just going to kind of play it cool. I'm going to go build my business. And then you're going to be like, hey, what are you doing these days? Oh, I'm going to Costa Rica. And you're like, what? What are you going to Costa Rica for? Oh, this company just sent me a trip to go to Costa Rica. What's that? Well, I've got to go. I'll talk to you some other time later. And I'm not worried about it because I'm going to go focus on building my business. My friend's not paying my rent. And if they weren't paying my rent, you know, I'd, I'd, and they're not. I'm sure your friends aren't paying your rent, so don't listen to them. Go find positive, supportive people that are going to really lift you up rather than put you down for, you know, going after something bigger than, than another individual might. You know, some people are just scared. They don't want, they're, they're afraid to go do it. You're, you're doing it. They're afraid you're going to leave them. Absolutely. I think that's that's really important for people to, to understand. A lot of times that comes from an issue that they have. It's not even an issue with you. And, uh, you know, just one person at a time, you can make, you know, it's how you have to look at it. In terms of you growing, you connecting with one person at a time. I remember when I got started, I literally didn't talk to a lot of my friends for a couple of years because I already knew what they would probably think, and I didn't want that negative energy around me, um, you know, and that's just kind of was my decision. It wasn't like something, anything I had against them. It was just I knew that I needed to focus in on what I had to do, um, and that's what I did. But listen, man, I really, truly appreciate you coming on. Um, it's an honor and a pleasure. We definitely have to connect more. Every time I see you, we have a blast. And um, we just, I just appreciate what you've done for the industry. And I want to let you know that, man, you have successfully made it through the Battle Mastermind alive. So congrats, I love man. it. I appreciate it, my friend. <laughs> awesome. So anything, any, where can people connect with you? Uh, where's a good place for them to connect with you and uh, get more? Two places, uh, ToddFalcone.com, T-O-D-D-F-A-L-C-O-N-E.com. And then you can find me on Facebook. It's uh, Todd Falcone Network Marketing Mastery. So that's my fan page, and uh, I'm very active on Facebook. So either of those two places are good. Awesome, man. Well, we appreciate you again. And, guys, definitely look out for um, this um, on uh, my podcast. So probably release next week. And uh, be sure to connect with Todd, and uh, also let me know your thoughts on this and use these strategies, guys. Don't be just a consumer of information. Take this information and apply it, and uh, you can make amazing things happen. Appreciate you guys for being here. I know you can be anywhere in the world. You're listening to Internet Traffic Jam. My name is Vince Reed, and like always, I'll see you guys on the Internet. Take care.